0: So eventually, um, while we were on our way to the wedding, our limousine got hit. And I really think they were about to hide. They were about to uh, carjack us. Mm-hmm. So the guy that hit us, um, I was watching him. He was coming. His car was going really slow. And then he sped up really fast and just hit us in the side of the limousine. But the lady who was driving the limousine the chauffeur, she was really wise. She said, nobody move. Nobody get out the car. I'm calling the police now. And that was good because had we stepped out, they were waiting to ambush Mm. us. They turned their lights out. They were sitting and waiting, but God didn't allow it. So we made it to the wedding and it was really nice. You know, I'm kind of exhausted. And I'm still thinking at this moment, I'm thinking, I don't know how to tell people. I'm going Mm. through this whole thing. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. This isn't right. But again, I'm determined i say you're not going to make me mess up in two relationships i'm not going down like a failure i'm not going to do it so girl. anyway eventually dad gives us my father-in-law blesses us with the church and by the time they gave us the church we had been through so much jackie
1: that what was wrong though you, you kept saying that um oh. something was wrong so what what are some of the things that was wrong because there are women mm-hmm in ministry, dealing with some of these issues. So what, what was wrong that you could not share with, with your family or your friends? What, what was wrong?
0: This is one of the this is one things
1: that was wrong that I first started seeing
0: right after we got married. Now, before we got married, he was so very attentive, just so very sweet. His family was so sweet. Everything seemed perfect again. And then right after we got married, this anger Came out in him, and when I say anger, anger? girl, he was a very, very angry person. Oh, okay. And I remember one time um, we were—he had a dream, and he came told me about this dream that he had. And in this dream, he was telling me he felt like I was going to have an affair on him. So this is something he dreamt. He snatches me out of the bed, and when he snatched me, he cut my face right here. My face started bleeding. And now mind you, I have children that are not his children. These are his stepchildren and they're still small. My kids were still kind of young and he snatches me out of the bed and he's telling me about this dream. He's got me up like this and he's telling me about the dream. And I remember telling him that dream isn't about me. That dream is about you. You dreamt it and you reversed the roles. I said, but that's not me. That's you. And he was about that. He snatched me up and slammed me against the wall. I bumped my head against the wall. It just started getting really bad. And Mm -hmm. I don't really even share all this, but I know someone, I'm praying that someone is going to benefit from this Mm -hmm. and that God is going to, he's hearing your cry. Trust Mm -hmm. me when I tell you he's not left you and he's not forsaking you and he's there with you. Mm -hmm. And this man just, I don't know where the anger came from. Mm -hmm. Everything was just, Good. Now, when I first felt that darkness on the night of our uh, marriage, I didn't know what it was. I just felt this eerie thing, and I knew I had made a mistake. But I don't know how to get out of it that fast. Mm-hmm. So I stayed there, trying to, for the sake of, I don't know if it was for my, not even so much my reputation, but just for the sake of looking like a failure. Mm-hmm. Again, I was like, I'm not going to get different. No what we're facing, we can make it through this. You know, you're man of the cloth. You're a preacher. You're now a pastor. I'm the first lady, your co-pastor. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. And so the abuse, I didn't even realize I was in an abusive relationship. Mm. You know, to me, I always thought an abusive relationship is when a man is just beating the woman down, punching her or, you know, knocking her out, that kind of stuff. I thought that's what it meant when you were in an abusive relationship. So I did not see myself as in an abusive relationship. So
1: I was dealing with it. And I was so, keeping so. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Did you have mm-hmm. a voice in the relationship? Were you able to That's speak right. up? Were you able to... Not at all. Not at all. Number two. Now here's the. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, I said I'm, I was going to ask you a couple of questions so that okay. um, as we're ministering here today um to people who don't understand some of the signs of abuse. Even though, as you rightly said, um, he may not be hitting physically on you, Mm -hmm. but mentally, you're a mess. You can't seem to, yeah, you can't seem to process. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only do you not have free thoughts, but what what else was happening with you? Did did you feel free to uh, express your thoughts to family and friends, or were you isolated? Isolation. And this
0: is what I'm telling you that isolation in my first marriage. I wasn't isolated like that at all. It's just that he was trying to deal with my mind to show sure. me the darkness. And he tried to isolate me himself. But in my second marriage, mm-hmm. he isolated. Yeah. He definitely did not want me talking to my family. He did mm-hmm. not want my family to know what was going on. Right. And, you know, me, by me feeling like my first marriage was so bad. And I remember how my family was reacting when they heard that I got married. So I didn't want to confirm what they were feeling. So I wasn't mm. going to tell them. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to say anything to them because in, in my mind, I'm thinking, if I say something to them, they'll look at him funny. And if we can work this out, they'll never see him the same. So I'm just going to keep this to myself. Mm. That's isolation. Now, what he what he began to do was try to make me see my family in different Your family's never for us. Your family's not for you. Mm. And it was always, he was constantly... And Jackie, it started off with just the abuse of words, the mm-hmm. verbal abuse. It started mm-hmm. off with just the verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. And he was tearing me down so bad. I'm telling you mm-hmm. that, you know, there were times when he was like, you don't even look that good. And, you know, you don't, you're not shaped like this and you sh- you're this and you're that. And my self-esteem just began to plummet. It just mm-hmm. was bad. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm still raising kids. I'm still doing everything. And then on top of that, this man, now I'm your wife, but he's calling other pastors' wives and he's setting up appointments for us to get counseling. I had no problem with that whatsoever. No mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. But when I get to the counseling sessions, and this happened three times, mm-hmm. when I get to the counseling sessions, they're always telling me everything that I did wrong. I'm not a good wife. And so I had one pastor's wife to call me and she was like, um, sister, I would not even say what my name was because I'll tell you who the husband was, but she was like, sister, Lolita, Lolita, um, I just wanted to have a talk with you. Your husband called me and he was telling me about some things that you guys are going through with him. I'm like, okay. And she said, well, just, you know, he wants to know that, you know, you'll make sure that dinner's done when he gets home and that um, the house is clean and that you start doing more of the wifey things. And I was like, Okay. And I let her talk and she's talking. she said, you know, and that's what we're supposed to do as as brides, as as wives to our pastors. And this is that and the other. And I can help you in this area. And I never said a word because I I did respect her. You know, I I had the utmost respect for her. But I was just listening. And the whole time I'm like, oh, my goodness. So when she got done, Jackie, I said to her, I said, well, sister, I, I have no problem with that. I said, you know, my mom raised me. I knew how to do all that stuff. I saw a wife as I was growing up. I saw my mom be a wife. I said, herein lies our problem. Is that in order for me to have everything completely done, dinner completely done for him when he walks in the door, um, you're going to have to help me with that. Because we work the same job and we work the same exact hours. We go in at 6, we come out at Three, I don't know how to have dinner done when I walk in the door. We walk in the door together from our jobs. So that's one. I said, and two, I don't my honey, I will put down rose petals and everything else. But you tell me how everything is supposed to be completely done. When we work the same job, we work the same shift. And when we walk in the door, then I have to start dinner while he goes to play basketball with his friends. So if you can show me how to get this done, I will do it. So she says, oh my God, I'm so sorry, because he's telling people things that are not true. He's putting in their mind, like I'm doing all these things. And as God is my witness, God is my witness. Holy will tell you, they were not, true. those things were not true. They were so far from the truth, but he was going out and not only was he making me feel bad, but now he's telling other people that I'm not this good person and, and that I'm not taking care of home. And I I guess he was building his case against me with everybody. I don't know what the purpose was, Jackie. To this day, I still can't figure that out.
1: So, it's so you stayed in it for six years. Year. Yeah. So you stayed in it for six years. For six years. What what, what, six years what what? was the breaking point? What was the breaking point for you? This
0: And listen, and there was infidelity again. And the infidelity, and this is bad. This is bad to say because no one should have to deal with that. But the infidelity wasn't even so much what was like the breaking point I just, um, because I went on a 40 day fast and during this time of fasting and praying, God was really dealing with me, teaching me about that forgiveness and teaching me, he was building me up and I believe God didn't let me just leave that relationship when I wanted to, or when I first started seeing everything, he wouldn't allow me to leave that relationship Jackie, because I would have probably not been able to pick myself back up. Mm -hmm. He probably wouldn't have been able to reach me because I was at my lowest at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. So I think that right in the midst of the fire, right in the midst of everything that I was going through with, and I mean, it got really, it got really bad, started getting physical. um, And I just was like, God, and in my mind, Jackie, because I I kept feeling like, listen, he, remember, I'm telling you, he was phenomenal preacher, phenomenal orator. And I'm thinking, I remember telling him one time, y'all, and I know y'all think I'm crazy. I remember telling him one time, please get your life together because we're going to be the next T.D., Jakes, and Sarita. Can you please get your life together? So all this other stuff that's going on. I'm like, I could see where God was trying to take us. Mm-hmm. I could see the future that God had promised us that we would have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and But I couldn't get him. I couldn't pull him to that place that I could, that he could see what I was seeing. And like, God said this and God said, you remember God said this? Remember God said that? So I was trying to hold on to what I saw. Mm -hmm. And what I thought the future would be and that things were going to be good. And this is just a phase that you're going through. You need to get yourself together and get over this because we have, we have ministry to do. We've got to get going. God called us to minister together. Mm -hmm. That was the purpose for that relationship.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And honestly, I knew God had said that, you know, we, we could do some things, but he just, he was falling more and more backwards. It was more of a slow, um, progressing backsliding. And it just, I remember one day I was sitting in my, in our basement, we had this split level home and in the basement, we had the rec room and I was sitting on the couch just watching television and Jackie, I was just so tired. Mm-hmm. I was just so tired of this relationship. Women calling my house all the time. Um, you know, I'm ministering at the church. I'm the first lady. And there was times I would just sit there and look around the congregation, Jackie and say, I wonder who all he slept with.
1: Did he mm-hmm. sleep with
0: everybody in the congregation?" Mm-hmm. And it was, was really bad, but I still had to press my way through it. And what I began to tell myself was, you are the great pretender. Mm-hmm. Because I kept a smile on my face, like, God bless you. And I'm already a friendly person and smile. So I, I pushed that. I mm-hmm. pushed through the tears. I pushed through the pain on the way to church fighting. And when we opened up the church doors, I had to smile now because I'm the first lady. Mm-hmm. You know, If you see on my face, something is wrong that might stop you from getting your blessing because he can preach and he ministers the word. And I always said, God, I don't want to be a hindrance to the people getting blessed. So Mm -hmm. I put on that mask girl. I put on that face like Everything is just fine. Everything is fine. And we actually had a visiting singer to come Mm -hmm. and they came from Norfolk, Virginia. And mind you, now we were a blended family because he had five children and I had two. Mm -hmm. So that gave us seven children together. Well, he got to the church early, and I'm trying to get the children ready, so we got there a little later. Girl, we walk in the church, and we're in the vestibule, and he comes dashing towards me, got in my face. You are supposed to be late, Da-da-da-da. and he went off on and he went off on me in front of everybody, and I just stood there like in my mind, and thinking, "Oh God, this is." So you know the visitors and the visiting uh, singer he was there and he told us, like, go, go, go talk to sister Lelita, go, go help her. And I'm like, girl, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, we, we should have tried to be on time. And, but inside I'm like, God, you got to do something. It was getting heavier and heavier and heavier, Jackie, but I'm still pushing through because I feel like on the other side, if we could just make it to this other side, mm. God, I know what you can do. I know what ministry is. And remember, I love the Lord my heart and I'm just I remember him saying that I would be in ministry and I'm thinking, this is it. Why is he messing this up? This is, this is it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So we had the concert and I was just crushed. You know, Uh, I cried during the whole concert, you know, and part of the cry was just not even so much because the anointing was there, which it was, it was a beautiful service, Mm -hmm. but because I'm so broken, I was just so broken. Like, God, if you don't help me, I'm just not going to survive. I'm not going to survive this. What am I supposed to do? Who am I going to talk to? This is worse because I'm the pastor's wife. I'm the co-pastor. Well, who can I talk to? You can't call anybody. You, I'm stuck. I can't talk to him because everything is his way or the highway. I can't talk to my family because they're going to see. I remember my mom called me one time and she said, are you okay? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm fine. And she was like, I had a dream about you last night. She said, and you were just crying and you were not okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the phone, Jackie, like mm-hmm. tears just coming down my face. And I'm like, oh, mom, I'm fine. I promise you I'm fine. I'll be down there later. Everything's fine. Me and the kids will be down there shortly. I'm trying my best to get her off the phone. But my mother knew, you know, mothers know. Yeah. And I was just being such the great pretender that I didn't want anyone to see that I, mm-hmm. I felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to see me as a failure again. I didn't want anyone to know what was going on behind closed doors, Hmm. didn't want any, I didn't want to damage the ministry. I didn't want to be at fault for bringing the ministry down. I was one of those wives that get out there, I wasn't that girl. Hmm. So because of that, because of my silence, um, it was taking me through a lot and so much so Jackie, that I started getting sick. So it started manifesting in my body. Hmm. And when I went to the gynecologist and it was actually female problems, when I went to the guy, because we were trying to have, well, he was trying to have a child with me, put it that way. But in my mind, I kept saying, Oh God, please don't. Please mm.
1: don't.
0: God, I don't want this. Just in case this marriage doesn't work, I don't mm. want a seed with him. And I mm. kept telling God that. So I started having these female problems, and I went to a gynecologist, and then I got a second and a third opinion. And I actually ended up having to have surgery because mm. I had endometriosis. Mm. And when they went into the surgery, I told them, that I still had my ovaries, I never had any kind of uh, surgery, everything should still be there. And when I came out of surgery, my doctor was talking to me, he said, he was a little uh, foreign, he said, if you had not told me that you still had your ovaries and everything was still there, he said, I would have closed you back up and thought there was nothing there. It was so much scar tissue. Mm. It had covered my ovaries, they couldn't even find them. Mm. So if I hadn't told them that they were still there, they would have just thought, okay, they're gone. Mm. It was so much scar tissue. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason I was having all this pain. And he said, mm-hmm. not only that, he said, but my whole uterus and everything flipped upside down.
1: Oh, retroverse. It had flipped
0: upside mm-hmm. down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? He said, it was a mess. He said, I'd never he said i have been a doctor all these years. I've never seen a case like this. He mm-hmm. said, I called my friends over to come and see. It. And I'm thinking, you had me on the table and you calling other doctors <laughs> to come and see this. So, <laughs> but they were so amazed. I'm like, thanks a lot, buddy. But they were so amazed at the condition. They didn't know how I was even walking. Mm. And it was a lot of pain. Everything was painful, painful. I'm driving in a car, hit a bump. It was Mm. so very painful. Mm. But when God began to deal with me, he said, what's happening in your natural body is what's happening in your spiritual body. Mm. He said, you're angry, you're bitter. He said, you have unforgiveness in your heart. He Mm. said, and it's making you callous Mm. and it's covering up everything. Mm. He said, there's scar tissue on your heart mm. and there's scar tissue covering. I can't even get to your heart the way I need to out. Same thing. Still going to church, still loving on God, but not understanding. Where are you, God? Why are you not? I know you see this. Mm. So girl, this led me to go on this 40 40- day fast. I'm going this 40 day fast, Jackie. And everything was just, nothing looked like it was changing, but I was getting in that word. I was getting in that word every day. Mm -hmm. I was fasting. I was praying. I was getting in that word. Nothing was changing. And matter of fact, it was something like the woman that had the issue of blood. It seemed like everything grew worse. It just looked like it was getting worse, but Mm -hmm. I refused to stop this fast. Mm -hmm. So for 40 days, days, I would fast from midnight to six o'clock in the evening, the next day. And And then I would eat something, drink some water and start back at midnight to six o'clock the next day. For 40 days, I did this. And on the 40th day of that fast, I'm in the shower, just rejoicing and praising God. And I can hear my phone steady ring. This It's just I'm like, who is really blowing up the phone? So when I come out, um, the phone rings again, and I pick up the phone, and I and there's a young lady on the phone, and she says, I know you're gonna hate me. And I just want to tell you that your husband and I have been having an affair for four years, four and a half years, five years. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I was so calm. I was like, wow, okay. And she's like, I know you hate me and I know you're going to be mad. And Jackie, there was such a peace and a calm that came over me. And she was like, he promised me this and he said this and he did this and he wrote a letter. And I want you to see this letter. And just, And she was really, really trying to just, anger me and trying to hurt me. And she was getting very descriptive about some things that they had done and been through. And I just I sat there like, oh, wow. Okay. Now. But she couldn't move me. It now. wasn't me. It was what happened on those 40 days of fasting. Girl, mm-hmm. let me tell you. I had fasted and got before the Lord, not even realizing God had taken me to another level, to another place in him. Mm -hmm. And so when the phone call came, God knew she was going to call. He knew what she was going to try to do. And she was even telling me that when I had that surgery, she said, when you had the surgery, he left you at the hospital and came to be with me while you were in surgery. And she was trying to really rub this thing in my face. And and we all worked together. Mm -hmm. And I sat there, I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't get mad at her. I couldn't get mad at him. I just was like, oh, okay. And I remember telling her, I said, I have something for you. And she's like, you got something for me? I said, yes, there's a book called Sex Trap. So now I, I want to bless you with this book. And I did. I told her, I said, meet me. And I remember um, going to the Lord. I was like, God, wow. Like, I don't feel anything. You know, I had no problem. I'm like, oh, I want to meet with her. Jackie, I met with her. I prayed with her. And when I got back home, I sat at the top of the steps and I, I would frequently sit at the top of the steps and, and I would always say, God, can we talk? God, can we talk? So this particular day, I sat at the top of the steps and was like, God, can we talk? And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you. Whatever's going on, you know, I couldn't feel anything. And all of a sudden here comes the enemy and he says, you got to be the biggest fool ever lived. This woman took your husband and you're praying with her and you're sharing literature with her. You're talking to her like nothing's wrong. You have got to be the biggest fool and growing up thing, push me back. I'm like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. And oh my goodness. And I'm about to lose it because mm-hmm. now I'm feeling something, mm-hmm. but that was the enemy really trying to take me to a place that God did not, not intend for me to go. And I'm having these torn feelings. And so I call our Bishop and I'm like, Bishop, I need some help. Um, I'm going through this I'm going through that this and that. And he just kept saying to me, he said, Sister Lolita, everything you're going through, said, it's bigger than you. Yeah, It's for other women. God is calling you to bless and help other women. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I don't care about no other women right now. I'm hurting. I don't even know if I got a ministry. I don't know nothing about that. I don't care about ministry anymore. I just want to stop hurting. Mm-hmm. And he laughed about each other. He said, you just wait and see how God is going to use you to help other women. Mm-hmm. Jackie, at that time, that was the furthest thing from my mind and not that I didn't care about women, but I'm not trying to help somebody because I'm broken. I'm hurt. I couldn't see it, but the Holy spirit came back after I did all this. And I'm feeling like a fool. The Holy spirit came back again and began to minister to me. And he began to speak to me, Jackie. And I remember him saying all this time, because now let me me digress for one moment. We were both working at general motors. Mm. And I got us both the jobs at general motors and I remember telling my husband, I said, God did not call us to go back to work. I had been laid off and he had been laid off from the post office. And he asked me to get him a job there. I said, God did not call us to work these jobs. We're supposed to be doing full-time ministry. That is what God is speaking. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, you don't work. You don't eat. We need to work. So we went to work. But the whole time I began to tell everybody at the job. I was telling everybody. I was just telling them, Now we're not going to be here but about, I want to say three years. I'm like, we're only going to be here five years. We're only going to be here for five years. I kept he said, will you quit telling people that? I said, I'm telling you, in five years, we're going to have this thing together. And we're going to do full-time ministry. In five years, Jack, is when all this began to take place. Mm. In five years. Mm. And I said, wow, I messed up again. I'm a failure again. I'm a failure again. And I was like, God, I just knew ministry was going to work. And I remember hearing God speak to me and said, those five years was for you. Those were the five years I took to break you and to make you. Those five years that you prophesied about was for your ministry. And I was like, wow. He was like, so during that time, all the things that I went through, the betrayal, um, the hurt, the pain, it got physical. I mean, Jackie, it got so physical one time that, and this is probably the worst incident that we had. And when I was sitting there watching television that night in the basement and he kept calling the house. And I just was like, what did you want? Why are you calling? Why do you keep calling? Just go do what you're going to do. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to be in peace. And I hang up the phone. He called back. So I just refused to answer the phone anymore and I just sat there watching the television. And I heard him pull up in the driveway, And I was like, oh my God. You know, at this point, I'm like, just go do what you're going to do. Just don't come back. I don't care. Just <laughs> go. But he came home and I was sitting there in a the chair and he walks in. And I, I wouldn't look at him. I wouldn't talk to him. He's just trying to start a fight. And so I just like, I don't have it. I just don't have the energy. And I'm sitting there watching the television and we had glass in tables and glass coffee table. And he just broke the glass tables. And I sat there. I, I just like this. I don't care what you do. I'm not going to be moved by you. And he knocked my computer off the table. And I just started writing a book. I felt like God was giving me to write this stuff down. He slammed my computer off the table. Computer blew up, lost my book. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, he just needs to go. So because I'm ignoring him, he's getting more angry. He had a serious anger issue. So I'm sitting there, Jackie, and he grabs this kerosene heater. This got my attention. I'm like, oh my goodness, if he... Throws that thing into the television. Won't that cause an explosion? He took that thing he ran through on the television and I jumped up to run because I didn't want it to blow up in my face. While I'm getting up to run, Jackie, to this day, I don't know. I felt his hand in my back. I don't know if he pushed me or if he was trying to grab my collar to pull me backwards. But the blunt of his head, when he grabbed me from the back, pushed me forward. Now it's glass all over the floor. Um, The whole little wreck area is just completely... It's just messed up, it's stuff everywhere. So I'm and I'm barefoot. So I'm getting ready to run. And he pushed me. I had this cardio glide. I don't know if you remember, it's a big steel machine, and you just pull it like this, and that was my workout thing, but it was made of steel. And I tripped over something in the floor, and my face boom, hit that cardio glide. And I flipped over and rolled and ended up on the other side of the room. Hmm. And I just went like this. It it was like a cartoon thing. You know how they get hit in the head in a cartoon and their heads swell up in my, I could feel my head swelling in my head. I was like Mm -hmm. this and I could feel my head, just a lump coming up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. When I opened my eyes, Jackie, when I opened my eyes, there was a piece of glass at my throat. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, I will kill you. I opened my eyes and I looked in his face and I remember this is what I said to God. God, I know you're not going to let this man kill me. I have children back there. They don't need to come in here and see their mom dead. They don't need to see bloodshed. God protect my children. And he's, I mean, when I looked at his face, it was so distorted. It was like, I was looking at a demon. I mean, literally looking in the face of a demon, but I didn't show any fear. I knew not to show any fear. I knew not to do anything. And I just sat there. I didn't open my mouth. I didn't, I'm just talking to him. I'm like, God, no, God, no. I'm, I'm not dying. I'm not dying today. And he had that glass and he was pushing it into my throat like this. I didn't move. I didn't flinch. I didn't do anything. And something broke in him. And he started crying. And he took the glass from my throat and put it to his throat. And he's like, I need to just kill myself. And again, I was like, God, nobody's blood is being shed today. Nobody's blood is being shed today. My children are not coming out of that room to see nobody dead on this floor. And so He put the glass down and he got up, walked over to the wall just began to bang his head into the wall, putting the dent in the wall. While he's doing that, I go in the back. I get my kids. He calls his dad and he tells his dad, dad, you need to come get me. Something is wrong with me. Something's wrong with me. So the father, I didn't try to run. I just got my kids and tried to protect them. And the father came. And got him and, you know, the father apologized and everything, but he got him, took him with him. I don't know where they went. I was just so glad he was out. So I got my kids, Jackie, we packed our bags and we left and went to another state. Stayed a couple of days. Now I was scheduled for that surgery. I I was scheduled for that surgery. And so I was kind of concerned about the lump on my head. And so I went to the doctor to make sure I could still have the surgery. He was like, yes, you're going to have the surgery. You'll be fine. He said, but that lump, when that lump goes down on your head, he said, it's going to turn into two black eyes. I was like, okay. Sure enough, when I came out of surgery, I had two black eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, my family going to think he lit me up. (laughs) So, But... Nobody said anything. You know, they were all wondering, how did she get two black eyes? I, they eventually told me, we thought surgery was so bad, girl, that you ended up with two black eyes coming out because you went in you didn't have two black eyes. Mm. So when I came out of that, even, in, even during all this, Jackie, I just was like, God, I need to get out of here. You know, I called the police, told them I don't want him to come back. Jackie, the police said, he can come back. It's his house, too. Mm. They Let him come back. They let him move back in. I think I don't have anywhere to go. God, we got to do something. You know, I'm not getting my family involved in this. Give um, me a to second. Let
1: me ask. Um, yes. didn't you You said you packed your bag. So you didn't leave immediately or this oh, was oh, before?
0: I was just to go away from him for a couple of days. Oh, oh, I okay. Back, I had a surgery. Oh, so okay. I had to come back home because I was having the surgery. So yes, it was, I went to Pittsburgh. My children stayed like two days, three days. And then I had to come back because I knew I was scheduled for surgery. So I came back, had the surgery and um, things just, it just was bad. And I think the breaking point was just really me because everything was a breaking point. Everything was a reason to leave. Everything but I think, was. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, I think I eventually just got to the place. I'm like. God, um, I can't do this anymore. I know that everything was so bleak. Dad took him away. Um, I had the surgery, everything. But I don't want you to just focus on what the enemy did. Because God brought me through that. He told me, his words to me were, you are free to go. Mm -hmm. You are free to go. So -hmm. when God began to minister to my spirit, I went through all that because he spoke to me and told me, you're going to help other women and children. You're going to save other women and children. You're going to bring them out of what they're going. And listen to me, and especially pastors, wives. And that's what God has done. And my, He's given me this ministry. And I have a couple of ministries actually. But the first one that I had was called H-O-L-E, Whole W H O L E Women Helping Others Through Love and Encouragement. Mm -hmm. and that's what was being birthed in me throughout all this whole process. Some women haven't made it through, but God allowed me to make it through, Mm -hmm. and he sent me with a message. You don't have to go through all that. You don't have to put up with all that, and don't try to make excuses for what's happening to you, Yes, and don't try to look in the future and think, okay, we get past this. The future looks bright. No, God loves you right where you are, and he's going to protect you right where you are, Mm -hmm. and God has blessed me with that ministry. Um, So much so, I have five foster children that I'm raising right now and about to adopt them because I'm helping women and children. And when I tell you the goodness of God, the grace of God, as they say, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't smell like the fire that I was being burned in. God delivered me. He brought me out. I'm blessed. I'm happy. I'm prosperous. God is doing a wonderful thing. and The thing that he's saying is I will do a new thing in you. Let God do what he's going to do in you. I'm happy that I got out of that situation. I'm happy that I fasted and that I prayed and I didn't let go of God's hand. I began to seek him so that he could show me, you don't have to, you don't have to stay. You don't have to deal with this. And I remember saying to God, God, I know you don't love him more than you love me. And he proved to me that very thing, that he loved me more than anything. And he's been showing me. I have so many prophecies, God said, you're the apple of my eye. Sometimes we think we shouldn't go through anything. You're going to go through a fire. You're going to go through something, but that's the whole thing of it. Go through it, go through it and get out of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what God has done for me. He's brought me through all those hardships, all those heartaches, all those pains. And he brought me through on the other side. There is an other side. Mm -hmm. Don't make it what you want it to be. Let God take you to the other side because he knows what he's doing in your life and where he's taking you to. And that's what he's done with me. And today I can tell you, I'm so blessed. I'm happy i am made whole woman be made whole that's what god is saying be made whole and that's what he's done in my life and jackie i really want to just thank you for giving me this
1: time and i know i just went on and on but oh no 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 no, no. it's your story i wanted to hear your story and i wanted to share (laughs) the story of abuse in the church because it's it's one of those topics that people just you know it's those sacred cows those elephants in the room that nobody wants to touch so this is just one one facet of it and um Yes. We, we've seen um, women come through. We've seen women thrive and we've seen the hand of God move. Sometimes you ask the question, why me? And this oh, is God. why I ask the question starting out, who really ministers to the strong woman? But I say to you, Lalitha, I celebrate your life today. I celebrate mm-hmm. all that you are, all that you have been. You're a strength to so many. And I, I wanted people to see that you, too, have been in places where your, your, your strength was made perfect in your weakness. You know, God's strength was made yes, perfect in your exactly. weakness. And um, I do celebrate the renewing of your mind. Yes. I yes. celebrate the, the confidence that God has been able to instill in you now so that you are no longer the broken, young 19-year-old that you used to be. But you're a woman who understands her, her, her worth. Have value. You're a woman who understands the 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 joy of being celebrated and not tolerated. You know Absolutely. where you have come into your own, and um, I thank God for your process, as we've all been through the process as well. So thank you so much for sharing your story here with us on Small Talk. We love you, and just want to say, love love keep on doing what you are doing. You are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Yes, I am. We see right. that. Yeah, take God. care. You All too, right. bless you Bye you.
0: Welcome
1: to Small Talk You are on with your secretary That would be the end The number one virtual space For faith, family and fun If you have not yet downloaded the app, I strongly encourage you to do that. Download the app. Please be sure to go to your respective app stores and rate our app because we want to take the messages that are on this network much further so that they can impact many, many more lives.